0: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with Dave, Honky, Boehmer, and Redcast Rob.
1: Welcome to the Go Big Redcast with our special Lunchcast edition. And we have a very special guest today, Husker offensive lineman, Kevin Williams Jr. Welcome, Kevin.
0: What's good? How you living?
1: Oh, I'm doing well, man. I'm, I'm super, super hyped to have you here on the on the Redcast. Uh, you are my first official interview and my first official guest, but more importantly, the first Husker player to come onto the Redcast, so it's kind of a big deal for us. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, you're a Husker now. You went to UNC, which is right up the street from me, about six blocks here in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, I had the pleasure of watching you play over there. You now moved over into Husker Nation, And you came over almost immediately after you entered the transfer portal. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what it was like in this process to become a husker? Because I know that in high school, you know, you had your challenges as far as just getting noticed and being recruited through that point. And then you ended up going to UNC on a full scholarship. And then you know, you left, moved to the transfer portal and almost immediately recruited by a bunch of different division one schools. So tell me about that, you know, maybe give me a little bit more background.
0: So uh, in high school, honestly, that's why I kind of harp on academics when I get to talk to kids as far, especially I mean, high school athletes a lot, because I hurt my recruiting a lot. Uh, I had a lot of power five schools and FBS schools kind of come into school all the time and recruit me, come out of class. And coaches would talk to me all the time, but they could never offer me because I was not let qualify. So uh, really prioritizing school now is one of my biggest things as far as talking to kids because even after football is done, your degree is going to get you paid. So that hurt my recruiting out of high school was being a late qualifier. UNC was one of the first schools to really kind of gamble on me and like really saying like uh, if you're eligible by the time signing day comes or when you graduate, we got a full ride for you. So I rocked with them and I committed to them and you know everything worked out there. So I'm excited for the stories and experiences I have from UNC. But with the portal this time, it was just more interesting as uh, a lot of the coaches that have recruited me are at different schools. Now I'm a different player. I'm a different prospect. I'm not coming in as a freshman to develop. I'm coming in to come play. So this prioritizing recruitment as far as with coaches, how they approached it was a lot different as well. Uh, You can kind of see a lot more from the business side of recruiting in college football as you get older. So being a grad transfer was definitely an experience. that It was fun. It was very fun. That week went by fast. It was stressful. But my phone stayed ringing. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, I read a bunch about you and and tried to look up as much information as I could and and just you know what what coaches showed up from the Huskers that you know basically, I mean I can only assume that that was going to be your number one school because you're an Omaha native, but I also know yeah. that like you kind of wondered about like why schools in Nebraska weren't taking a chance on you right coming out of high school is, is from what I can understand from from some answers you did in some previous interviews so. You know, what was it about it this time where you chose Nebraska?
0: Well, the first thing was I had a little bit of animosity towards the university at first, kind of going, you know, thinking back like who recruited me, who passed on me, and who kind of didn't want me. But I had to realize that that was an old regime. That was an old staff. That was Coach Riley's staff. That wasn't Coach Frost's staff. And I had to kind of put that past and also kind of look at the aspect of what's the best case scenario for me and the team that that can be a good fit, that can come in and play helped me accomplish my goals you know I want to go play at the next level in the league and have a successful career up there so I was really looking for a platform to go kind of showcase my talents and be able to make that happen as well so that was really my whole goal going into the portal whether that being power five or just FPS I just wanted to go to a school where I could be on a platform to not only showcase my talents but have the you know realistic shot to make it to the next level and when Nebraska came knocking as everything kind of unfolded and more and more information came it's just kind of like in-house
1: stuff is like it made it made the most sense to come to Nebraska I was kind of curious a little bit too. Uh, what's that been like? The culture that you're coming into. I mean, there's there's been a lot of recruits that are on campus already this semester, right? You know, a lot of transfers, uh, junior college transfers, um, transfers from other schools like LSU and Jesus, um, a, f- a few other places, especially along the offensive line. Where do you see your role on that? Are you going to be a starter this year? I mean, obviously in your head, that's that's where you want to be. But I didn't go anywhere to go
0: to the bench. You know, that's the plan. I came here to compete, <laughs> here to play, and I came here to help us win. Whether that be tackle or guard, whatever helps the team win, I'm willing to play whatever. So
1: on, on the offensive line, what's your specialty?
0: Me, I just like physicality, uh, competing. I like, like I said, I find efficient at tackle and guard. I, fly, I can play both. You know, guard is a little bit more nasty, kind of fight fight big boys. It's not as, like, technique sound. As far as being at tackle, you got to be a technician. Everything's about, you know, leverage, aim points, having your hands right, feet right, because you're dealing with smaller athletes that are kind of quicker. When you get into that guard squad, it's more like trench-like, you know, so it's really a fight. So I think I have more fun at guard because because you don't have to think as much. You don't have to be as, as in tune. You can kind of be a little bit more wild. But I also love tackle, too, just to show that even though I'm big, I can move,
1: and I can be disciplined, and I can be a technician as well. I've read a lot of different reports, so you tell me. I the biggest I've seen you reported at is six foot six, three hundred and fifty pounds. Mm. I've also seen six five, two twenty or three twenty three. So where where are you at right now as far as size wise?
0: I'm at a lot. So if I'm playing taco I want to get down to three thirty. That's okay. my. I'm working at in Guiana right now. I'm I'm at three forty right now, three forty two. Okay. So the goal is three thirty okay. and uh, get my body body fat percentage below twenty eight percent. Okay. So that's the goal right now. Um, I have been up, but I got out of high school, I was like 370, 380. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it's, it's been a journey as far as how much weight goes up and down, up and down. My freshman year, I lost like 60 pounds, but I lost it the wrong way. Uh, I just kind of wasn't really eating right. Okay. And, you know, that's another thing about Nebraska that I love is the resources here. <clears throat> I did not have any of these resources at UNC as far as the training table, you know, the weight room we have, indoor. And, like, we do, energy, we do mat drills up here, 6 a.m. runs, and they're hard and they're challenging, but in my head, it's like, it's already a blessing because I'm inside, as at UNC, we're out there five degrees rolling in snow, you know. So everything from that aspect, I feel I'm appreciative for my experience I've had in the patches because it kind of humbled me and makes you not take any things for granted.
1: Yeah, that's awesome to hear. I guess one of the other things, too, is that I noticed um, as far as when you were talking about technique or just being able to block, especially with the big guys on the outside, you have a little bit of background in martial arts growing up. Didn't you uh, well, do I some martial kid arts?
0: Kid, and then um, my trainer, actually, that I work with at home, Tyree Wagner. When we do like mat drill or not mat drills, like back drills and stuff for football and footwork stuff, we do like more Thai stuff too, kind of get used to like kicking and punching. You know, his whole point was if I can be this big and do that, then doing all line stuff is gonna be easy. Yeah. So like even when we're doing agility stuff, I like to work out with like skilled players like running back to receivers and stuff, just because I know their footwork stuff is a lot more complicated and you gotta be a lot more in tune with your body to control yourself. So when they get back to going to do all line work, now it feels like second nature. It's way easier to do so as opposed to going and go make a cut like a 220 pound back, you know, so Terry um, Wagner, uh,
1: he's an, he's an old NFL player too, right? He too.
0: Played for the played for the Vikings.
1: Yeah. So that's great. So is there going to be any like Lynn Swan style ballet lessons in your, in your future too, you know, to really help you with that? Extra? Not. <laughs> <laughs> so those tire drills, we're seeing the videos of everything like that, you know, tell us a little bit about those. Cause it, it's funny. You go on Twitter and you see people talking about it and they're like, Oh, well those tires aren't going to help you. It's wrong technique, but Tell us how those are helping you. What, what are those, uh, you know, doing for the rest of the team?
0: So that was actually tug of war. We do that after that's matches I was referring to. Uh, so twice a week and I, we kind of go wake up, 6 a.m., we have a team run. It's a, a set of circuits, a series of circuits, that are like 10 circuits. we got two water stations, eight drills. And it's all conditioned. You split up in teams. You get points for every rep. Whether you do it right or you do it wrong, take away points. <laughs> and it's a competition. You do it to win, but you got to work. You know, we are, right now we're at three minutes and 30 seconds, I want to say, per station. Okay. So, at, at the end, we always do a competition. The first day, we did a last man set set-up-down competition. I, did, I believe the second day, we did, like, a, a relay. It was a series of pushing a sled at 100 yards, and then, like, people had to backpedal and run. So, like, it's a sense of getting competition going where you kind of get everybody fired up in the morning. It kind of wakes you up a little bit. And tug of War, I honestly, was, like, my favorite one so far. It's been fun just because you kind of get to see, like, it's one-on-one, you versus them. Who's going to win? You know what I mean? It's a 10-yard window. You got to drag somebody five yards, or you're going to get drugged. So, It kind of just activates that dog as that aspect of like, no, we're here to come, we're here to play, we're here to compete, we're going to get it. And it's not so much for football, but it's more so your mentality and how you approach. You know, our coaches are real big on intent and how you go about everything. So if your intent is not there, there's no point in doing anything.
1: So where are you in the competition? What rank are you right now? Right now, I'm running with the twos. You are you're running with the twos, but I mean, is, is that as far as like the points go? Because you said you get points for these for the, each one of these competitions. Like, are you uh, is that like how they're doing it as well? Kind of where you're going to be as it's a starter? Like you no,
0: know, very. So we still have about two and a half weeks left of Matt drills. So they okay. will give us uh, they will give us our totals. So like, we have our session tomorrow. Actually, another. Uh, magical tomorrow so, so is like, this like know, the have, harry
1: potter different houses type of thing competing it's like- I know.
0: so like every team so there's like eight <laughs> teams. every team has like two big guys you know three or four smiths and then uh three or four skill players okay so little pretty evenly just kind of for those aspects of competition and stuff but literally it's more so to kind of track like who's going hard who's kind of you know not going hard who's being disciplined with stuff who's listening to directions who's doing drills correctly because like my, my team actually kind of hurt right now. We have five guys out. So oh. we have like guys rotating for all these
1: stations. The other are making excuses already, man.
0: No, I'm not. No, I'm not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. Um, obviously, the offensive side of the ball for the Huskers this year is going to look completely different. We got a new quarterback. Uh, we actually have two new quarterbacks coming in from the transfer portal that, that are going to be competing in camp. You've got a bunch of guys on the O-line. You've got brand-new wide receivers coming in. You've got brand-new running backs coming in. You've got a brand-new offensive coordinator and Mark Whipple, right? So, I mean, everything is going to look different on the offensive side of the ball. But the biggest thing about the Big Ten, and anybody will tell you this, is the trenches, right? The Big Ten has played in the trenches, and that's you. So, with Raul in there, he's got that NFL coaching experience that he's coming over. Um, you know, and I can't think of any way where that is a bad thing. So can you tell me a little bit about what the scheme is going to look like? Maybe give us some insider information on that? I can't give you too much insight. I'm more
0: <laughs> a lot of points on the board and playing physical. You know, win, lose draw, they're going to fill us in the morning, especially up front. We're coming off the ball, we're running at you. We're here to, you know, be aggressive. We're here to compete. It's going to be a fight all day, all, long, all night, you know. So that's really the intent. And that's what I love about Riella, uh, even with his technique he's teaching you got to be in shape. You know, everything is, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You got to run. Everything's running. Uh, there's no choppy steps and, uh, it's physical. It's physical football, hard nose, old school football. And that's what I love. That's what I fell in love with watching as a kid. And that's what I kind of was naturally doing when I would play and I had to kind of go revert back to other habits and techniques. So going back to like what you
1: kind of know naturally feels a lot better. And I think a lot of guys in the room like it too. What team did you grow up watching? I, I think we oh, talked cool. about this a little bit, but uh, you know, you're, you said your dad was a fan of a certain team, and I get made fun of here on the RedCast a lot. So, what, what team was your dad a fan of when you were growing up? <laughs> he is a Raiders oh. fan. Oh, okay. So, yeah, watching that hard-nosed, physical football. I mean, you're, 20, you're 23, so you would have you would have been about five or six when they when they actually made the Super Bowl. So, you know, that would have been. I was a little bit older than that. So, <laughs> um, So what what's your relationship been like with these teammates? I mean, this is a whole new group of guys coming in on the offensive side, right? And I read an article and uh, listened to an interview with uh, Casey Thompson, where he said that one of the first things he did was come on campus and he took the offensive line out to dinner. So, were you part of that group?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fun. The first day you got, or not the first day, the first week you he got here, because then we report. Uh, The first week you got is a lot of stuff to do as far as just testing and getting cleared and a lot of medical stuff, academic stuff. So you don't really get to be with the team the first three or four days. So as soon as he got cleared, yeah, we went to uh, Rodizio Grill. He took us out to dinner. We had a good time. It was fun.
1: Did you order the most expensive thing on the menu?
0: So it was a buffet. So it's all you can eat steak Brazilian steakhouse. So like it's a flat rate. They they bring all different types of meat to the table and you just tell them yes or no. But yeah, they were we definitely we put a hold on them for sure.
1: Oh, now now that you mentioned that, too, I kind of remember when my wife and I came out for the CU game about, what, two or three years ago now? Um, That's where we went to dinner at at the end of the night, you know. So it wasn't hopping downtown as much as it was. Hopefully you can bring some of that happiness back. Um, Which brings me to the next question, which is how do you see the Huskers this year? I mean, like if you had to look at some of the games ahead what game are you looking forward to the most on that schedule and and you're not allowed to say the next one no honestly
0: I'm, I'm really looking forward to every single one Keep every single
1: one all right, all I, right. right. I love
0: football. you know I love the competition I love the process I love I love even off season doing the workouts and stuff like growing up watching the movies and seeing athletes do what they do like this is stuff I love to do so the whole process of going through a season and you know week in week out you got to compete because any given Saturday somebody can win If you don't come out to play, you can be the number one team in the nation. You come out, don't come out to play, you're not going to win that game. So it's just a matter of knowing that week in and week out, you got to be disciplined and stay tuned with yourself, stay tuned with your teammates, and stay tuned with your assignments. That's what the beauty of it is for me. So I'm really looking forward to every single one.
1: Smart, man. No no billboard material, man. (laughs) (laughs) But you're traveling to Ireland. I mean, that's – The first game. I've never been
0: there, so I'm looking the experience as well. You know, it's it's a business trip, so I don't really get to see much, but – it's definitely gonna be surreal, kind of being out there and being on the plane that long, and it'd be fun being at that stadium as well.
1: Yeah, you ever traveled overseas?
0: I've been to Panama. You've been to kid. Panama.
1: Okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, um, well, I've been to Europe a couple times myself, and I'll tell you, you're gonna have a great time. Uh, the people over there. Are- Super, super nice. Very hospitable. And at least in my experience, every time I've ever been over there. And I was about to say, you know, it's a completely different culture, which brings me to the next question. What's the culture feel like around the team in the locker room? Are you friends with guys on the defense as well as on the offense? Like, how is that working out?
0: So we don't get to see the defense much. We only see when we're doing our team runs and then we'll live from time to time together. But like, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with everybody for the most part. I'm pretty comfortable. Uh, I've always been able to get along with anybody. And always been able to be professional. Even if you don't like, like each other, we can still work together. So I've always been pretty personable and uh, kind of approachable with that. So in that aspect, you know, I'm excited. Uh, from what I've been told, though, from people that have been here, this culture is already totally different from what it was before. Like, just how the vibe around the team is, the camaraderie, you know, people kind of getting under, getting things done and the intent we have behind the work we do is, is totally different Is what I've been told. So, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it feels good. It feels right. Uh, we're, putting it, we're putting in work, you know. It's the only thing we're not doing. We're not just sitting here you know what i'm saying slacking off so yeah. is we're going in the right direction we got the right coaches putting in the right stuff and it's just a matter of putting the
1: pieces together in spring music to my ears man I, just so you know i am on record with the show and i've been getting some hate email lately actually on the redcast um, because i firmly believe that you guys are going to be bull eligible by at least by the latest week 7 or week 8 right like so that means you're going to have six wins by the time you're walking in walking in week 7 week 8 I'm personally, I'm going to be at the spring game in April. I'm going to be in New Jersey for the Rutgers game. My sister lives a 10 minute train ride from, from the field there. Um, I might even come out for the Oklahoma game if I can get out there that weekend. Right. Um, and I'm psyched for it, for it. I mean, that sounds realistic, right? I mean, six wins by week seven or eight.
0: Yeah. For me, I, I'm better myself every single time. You know, that's just kind of how I'm wired. And that's what I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if we are going against Bama; they put on pants like we do. So we come out to do what we supposed to do. We come out to play and fire off our cylinders. I feel like we can beat anybody. So I'm just excited to see how it looks in the spring and how we kind going to mesh together as well. We got some dogs came in. There were some guys, there were some dogs already here. That's people don't understand, too. This team was very young. Everybody on the team is very young. Like, even online, they were 18, 19 years old playing, and they got a lot of experience last year that's viable. You can't coach that. So they're already polishing and stuff. They know, what they, they know what to expect. They've been in the field before. They've been under the light. So it's going to be a whole different uh, approach, I feel like,
1: this year. No, man, that you're saying you're it's music to my ears right now, man. I, there's actually like a beat going on in my head. Just like, you're getting me hyped up. So, I mean, let's, let's move away from football a little bit. And let's talk a little bit about you because I want people to understand that there are people behind the players too. Right. And something that really hit home for me about you when I was, when I was reading up about you was your family has a business in Omaha, which where you're from where you guys work with teens between the ages of like 14 to 19, is that right? Uh, and they have mental health issues like schizophrenia, things like that. And you were kind of at home for a little while during the pandemic and you were working with those kids yourself. You know, Tell me a little bit about that. Is that something like as far as you know, if football doesn't work out as a career for you, are you planning on going into the family business and doing that? Because me personally, I worked... Um, in facilities like that uh, in college and actually that was my first uh, professional career was as a psychiatric technician in a couple of state hospitals in northern California, so um, tell me a bl- little bit about that and kind of your passion for that because um, mm-hmm. we're big on on uh, mental health here in this house my wife has a master's in public health, so you know feel free to, to talk about that a little bit.
0: Uh, for me it really starts with my pops really all credit to him, he built something out of nothing, to be honest. Uh, he kind of he grew up with the sort the of job I have now as a behavioral technician. He kind of raises off that job uh, and the impact he had on the community and a lot of kids he worked with. Like I would go to the Boys and Girls Club, playing with kids and stuff, and then on my dad. But I never knew the relationship they had with him as therapist to client kind of thing, or mentor to client, or even a behavioral tech to client. And they always you know were real high on him and the the, the effects that he had on them. So kind of growing up, that lens of seeing like okay. I'm a kid and my peers are rocking on my dad. What is he doing? You know, I didn't, I didn't know. So once I started figuring out what he actually was doing, the field he was in and how it worked, I kind of fell in love with it. It's like, okay, I, th- I think I can do that too. And then we had the same name too. So I'm always, I'm, I'm big Kev now, but I'm still little Kev, normal uncles and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> but no, he, uh, he really showed us kind of how to go about, you know, showing people that have mental illness and people that have a hard time to, you know, live a day-to-day life. They still deserve a good life. You know what I mean? So you have know, all type of horror, st- horror stories and terrible things that happen in group homes, you just got to make sure that doesn't happen in ours. You know, make sure these kids get fed, they get spoiled. You know, if you're good, you're going to get a lot of clothes. You're going to get you're gonna get taken care of. You're going to have fun. And it's not a facility. So all of our homes are actual houses. So the kids kind of get deinstitutionalized in that sense where they're not in a cell or a building that's locked up and, you know, they're kind of on a schedule. It's like, yeah, hey, you're on a schedule, you're on a program, you have to do everything right and you have rules but you're in a house setting with staff that's personable with peers that are personable and the conversations we can have are a lot more real. And they, I feel like they hit home a lot better because we're in an actual home setting. And uh, yeah, that's something I plan on going into is mental health. I'm working on my master's now in child youth development and uh, it's been a journey. Uh, I've enjoyed it. and know work doesn't feel like work when I'm at work because it's essentially glor- glorified babysitting. And so kids are acting up then you got to work, but there's, it's definitely like something, it's a, it's something to see when you see the kids come in as the worst kid in the state and nobody wants to deal with them or they put up with them or they give up on them. And then by the time they leave our program, everybody wants them. You know what I mean? So it's just like it shows you that with time, effort, and consistent support, that youth development is something that needs to be prioritized for us, especially in America, because a lot of kids don't get that. A lot of kids are just missing out on somebody to just give sit down two minutes with them, talk to them you know, sit down, write down their goals and show them how to get there. And also have to be an example for them to show them like, yo, this is what it looks like to do this. Or if you get upset, it's okay. That's how you cope with it. Um, it's just, it's really a lot in the field as far as what you can apply and give these kids as far as tools to survive. And that's what we want to do.
1: That's just amazing. Yeah, I, I personally, I worked in some of those group homes, but it was with adults mostly. Um, and they, they had been run through the system their entire life. And I did a lot of um day programs. And then I would do overnights at some of these houses where you go in around dinner time and you're there until they get up in the morning and go off to their day programs, which of course I was basically driving them and myself to work. So, you know, there'd be times where I didn't go back to my house for two, three days at a time because I was working double shifts and back and forth. And so oh, I know, no, I, yeah, I know, I know that grind. I I, I really do. And, and man, I can't tell you you know, how much I can appreciate the good that you're doing in the community when you do stuff like that. And not to say that I speak for everyone, but I can thank you for, I'm sure, a majority of, of the community in, in doing that kind of work. I
0: appreciate it. I'm my pops. If I can have half the effect on the community he had, then I'm winning. So
1: yeah. He sounds like the type of man I'd love to meet. The next question I have for you is you lived in Greeley for what, four years? Yep. What was your favorite? What what? What's your favorite type of food? First of all, I gotta. I, I want to know this. I'm not gonna lie. I'm fat. I like everything. If it's good, i mean yeah. <laughs> what about? Yeah. What was your favorite Mexican food restaurant here in Greeley? Uh, El Cielo. El Cielo. Yeah, we love that place. Yeah, they got they they got they have some bomb mole there. Like that's that's what I get. I get the mole platter, right? um personally i'm a los camales guy because they got the i think they have the best ta- they have the best tacos in town right there right like uh, yeah now uh what about what about do you ever did you ever uh, partake in any of the breweries here no
0: i did not i'm not really, oh, a real,
1: not?
0: Uh, beer fan i know Greeley was real big on breweries and stuff but I just, i'm not a beer fan
1: yeah personally i mean i actually work for the local newspaper here in town the the tribune wow. so i'm sure that you probably met like what bobby fernandez a few times uh, he's a he's a co-worker of mine um, I'm a, I'm more on the marketing side of things though, so um, you know I'm sure that you're you're familiar with some of that, and it's just really cool talking to you because I know that some of these things that you you know you you've actually experienced you know being my neighbor for a little while I guess you could say. Um, sure. What was your favorite breakfast spot in town? Ooh, uh, butters. Butters, yeah, that place is really good, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and I think the. Yeah, I think they're the only one. They're the only one in town that actually has like the all-you-can-drink mimosas on uh, brunches I'm or something that. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, even if you're not drinking, you're probably going with people that are, and that's a that's a good place to go. Um, now, let me ask you: Do you have any? What What are some of your outside interests? Your hobbies?
0: Uh, honestly, I'm a true athlete. I do. I fight. Everything I do, essentially, is around football. I love to work out. Kind of like what we'll do okay. I go play basketball? I'm competitive. I like kicking it with friends and family. and real family oriented. Uh, if, you, if I'm not doing something as far as for school or football, I'm probably with one of my cousins or my brothers or something, kicking it. And, uh, really, I will say my days are, are spontaneous. You never know what's going to happen or what we're going to get into. Just we end up having fun. Uh, I, I, I go on hikes. You know, I can sit in the house and watch movies. Uh, we can go play football. and go play 707. I can go play basketball. We can go do lacrosse. Anything we want to go do, I'm really kind of open book. And I always like trying new stuff. Did uh, you quite, say I lacrosse? Mean, yeah. We could try across, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever's up, you know, I'm always kind of down for as long as I'm with my uh, friends and family. I'm really down for whatever. I kind of just appreciate time. You know, you got a lot of loved ones here that you never know where they're going to be going. So you got to cherish
1: the time when you got them. Man. I, I have to tell you it was, that the no truer statement, man, the last, especially the last couple of years, it just feels like if, if you haven't lost a family member, you know, somebody who has, and you know, it's, it's yeah. been a lot, la- it's been a rough couple of years. Um, no, that's, that's absolutely movie. amazing. Yeah. Like if you can't tell behind me, man, I'm, I'm a big comic book guy, you know, like I still, I still read comic books, you know, superheroes, things like that. Do you, do you have a favorite superhero? Is any of those kind of movies? A, or,
0: growing up, Spider-Man was my guy. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I Spider-Man was my guy. And I also love Hulk. Hulk was my guy too. But then I felt like they kind of made him kind of soft in the last few movies. So I was kind of disappointed in that. He wasn't, he didn't have his mean streak. But
1: <laughs> well, there's a there's a whole new Hulk series out now, written by my favorite writer Donny Cates that that's going on, and then they just uh they just had the Immortal Hulk series too. Where so they're toughing him up just for you, I think. You know, so yeah, yeah. and and speaking, of, I mean, you're stick, you're six five, three hundred fifty pounds. I can I can only imagine why Hulk could relate to you. You know, and <laughs> I was trying to imagine you running around with a lacrosse stick in your hand. It probably looks like a toothpick. So. You know?
0: I usually don't do much with the actual ball. I like to hit, we'll shove, we'll go trip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Knock the guys over as opposed to getting the exactly. ball, huh? So you guys start practice here in a couple of weeks. You know, the spring game's coming up April 9th. What are you most looking forward to over the next month and a half?
0: Competition. I'm excited to compete. You know, it's a big spring for not only me but the team and you know, what we're going to look like and what we're going to have you know bring to the table as far as for the fall. So, I'm excited, really. That's why I really can leave it at that. I'm just – I'm geeked. I can't wait. You know, football takes care of itself, typically. You know, as far as you got to do all the – you got to do all the right stuff off the field and do the little things right and, you know, go to meetings, eat right, live, take care of your body. But when it comes to football, I've always been a true believer that as long as I just do what I'm supposed to do, it's going to take care of itself. So, I'm just excited to compete. So what number just are you going to be
1: wearing out there this year?
0: Seven eight.
1: seven eight. Now, is there a reason for that? Because you wore seven eight at UNC. So. Oh, you were so, 7'9 at UNC. All right. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, in high school, I wore 7'8. And coming back to Nebraska, I was just like, you know, I might as well go back to what I know. That's what I kind of left with. When I came to UNC, somebody had it 7'8. And I wanted at 7'8. And then we, we did a lot of losing in 7'9. So I'm done with the losing. So going back to what I know, we did a lot of winning in high school. So eight is my number.
1: Man, that is that is the attitude I want to hear. You you know, you can go with that winning attitude all day long, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to um, you know, now I'll definitely be keeping an eye on you in the, in the spring game because I'll be, I'll be up there, um, you know, sitting, right, sitting down there uh, near the field. So I'm, I'll be having a good time doing that, watching you guys play and compete. And um, do you think you'll be running with the first or seconds come spring game?
0: I mean, my goal is to be with the ones. You know, I came here to play. That's the expectation. That's my goal. That's what I'm working for. And that's what I'm going to keep striving to do. You know, so, yeah, that's my goal is
1: to be with the ones. All right. Well, I was hoping to get some questions from on the YouTube stream here cuz we have had people watching, but you know, nobody's actually sent anything up over into here. Do you have any questions for me? Anything you want to know about like Nebraska fans or like things people putting out there?
0: What are y'all what are y'all biggest uh, like what are y'all looking forward to the most as far as seeing a new team and what's supposed to be brought up to attention in the spring?
1: Like what are you guys looking for? Well, so personally as as a Redcast as a whole, um, we just want to see winning again. You know, all of us are from the era, um, you know, I was born in, in 1974. So, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of Husker winning. Um, and even up until 2010, 2011, 12, you know, when they were winning nine, 10 games a year, right? I mean, I'm sure you've been watching the Huskers, even if you weren't playing, like you've been watching the Huskers your whole life. So it always felt like they were right on the verge right there, right? Um, during the Pelini times, um, Riley, things kind of got stopped up a little bit. The first few years here of, of Frost tenure, you know, haven't been what everyone expected it to be. And, and I think that, you know, a lot of that isn't all on Frost himself, but I think it's a lot too on the culture that he has to rebuild. You know, now he's got uh Trev on his side doing all that. So really, we just want to see the winning man. Like that's, and, and it feels like last year just felt like they were so close and, based on everything that you're saying today, I mean, it sounds, and I'm just going to assume that everyone else in that room has the same, you know, positive mental attitude that you've got. We just want to keep seeing that man. We, and, and, you know, at no point do we want to see like those shoulders down. We don't want to see, you know, we want to see those heads high the entire, the entire game, every game and just being able to go from that one score loss to a 40 point win. That's all we ask for. Mm. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, One <laughs> thing that we're trying to bring back is definitely that tradition of knowing that you know, we're dominating. You know, domination. You know, consistency as far as playing physical. Like they won't fill us in the morning. They're gonna wake up and know they played the high school. So that's been a, that's been a real big priority with all the coaching staff. And and I feel like we're gonna bring it. I feel like we got we got the personnel to do so. We got the personnel to be successful. We got the coaches to be successful. So we got the scheme. It's just a matter of doing it now and putting it together. I'm excited. Like I can't I can't wait.
1: And so am I. And, and will you say that one more time? They're going to wake up in the morning and know they played the Huskers. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. They're going to feel us for sure. It's gonna not going to feel good at all.
1: That's good. Actually, we did get a question here real quick all of a sudden. And if you don't mind sticking around for a couple more minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, Abby Harris, she's one of our uh, avid listeners. She's she's probably one of the best Twitter followers out there, too. If, if you don't follow Abby, you probably should. Um, she wants to know what's the biggest thing you've taken from each team you've played for from high school. She said, V up baby. I don't know what that means, but I know you do um, to Northern Colorado, to this time in Nebraska already. What have you taken with you each step of the way?
0: I feel like the biggest thing I've taken from me from each step would be uh, better know yourself. You got to be confident in yourself because uh, you have a lot of people that tell you that you can't do a lot of things or don't want you to do certain things, whether they don't like you or hate on you or whatever it may be. You got to be consistent and know that if you believe in yourself, it don't really matter what anybody else thinks. So it has been all different types of adversity I've had to face further in high school and in college at like North VF. That's what you're talking about, Vikings, you know, A-Blue, told you, So shout out real quick. But even at Northern Colorado, you know, it's going through different adversity as far as I went from a winning program in high school to where in UNC the first few years were real slow. You know, we were losing a lot. and Mentally, that took a toll on me. So it was like, how do you go out to work every single day? You're putting in all this work and you're still coming up short. So it's just a matter of staying true to yourself and staying in tune with yourself and knowing like, OK, I know I can do this. I know I can be successful. I got what it takes. It's nothing. It ain't nothing to it but to do it at this point. I got to do it.
1: All right. And then um, actually other members of the Go Big Redcast have, have gone on here and they want to know um, as an Omaha native yourself and, and a kid playing football growing up in Omaha, how important do you think it was for Coach Frost to send the entire staff out to Omaha for the coaching clinic the other, the other week?
0: I feel like they're definitely prioritizing getting Omaha kids back up here. You know, back when they won those championships, a lot of that team had a lot of Omaha and Nebraska natives. So I know they're prioritizing getting a lot more kids up here Where they feel how prioritizing recruiting. And then, you know, they're getting a jump start on it. And I'm actually excited to see how that goes because there's a lot of talent in the Metro football and basketball, you know, where it's like they can come up and help. You know, we can't keep losing kids to other places when we need to, need to win here. So... I'm excited to see how that goes too, as far as the future, because you can definitely tell that they're trying to prioritize and getting this thing right, what it's supposed to be. Uh, Coach Frost is from here, you know, he knows what it's like to play with that you're standing your chest. So, uh, I'm excited to see that they're they're doing everything in the right direction. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I can support it all the way, and I'm here for it. And I'm bought in.
1: That's something we're big on at the RedCast is in-state recruiting, right? We're we're talking that. Uh, I think Honky calls it like the the. 400 mile radius or something like that, right. Where getting kids from within that radius. Cause I did also read and I didn't want to bring it up, but you almost ended up being a Hawkeye. Yeah. Right. Oh man, that would have, that would have been horrible decision on your part. I just want you to know that <laughs> of all the life decisions you've made so far to not be a Hawkeye was probably the best one you've made. So, yeah. you know, congratulations on that um, again. And thank you again so much for coming on today. Um, thanks to everyone who came on and, and watched the interview today, everyone who's going to be listening to in the future. And from there, that's a go big red cast. <laughs> Put Media Production